You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is May 30th, 2018. My name is Philip Rossman. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Today, we're going to continue our draft profile series. We're going to start with a big name that the Magic could be looking at with the number six overall pick and talk a little bit about the Magic star search and and really, I think, what should be part of the Magic's goals or at least part of the uh, certainly part of the discussion that fans are having as they begin to break down this pick. Now, before we get there, I do want to remind everyone that you can check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. I just listened to a podcast uh, from last week over on Locked On Fantasy Basketball, recapping the Orlando Magic season. Josh Lloyd does a great job with the fantasy perspective there. does a good job talking about the Magic players, how they performed fantasy-wise, what they could do moving forward on the fantasy scale. So definitely give that a listen. You can also check out the other great podcasts, Locked On Warriors, Locked On Cavs. They're obviously still in the finals. We'll preview the NBA finals on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. So lots and lots and lots there as well as well. Plenty to listen to. You can find it all on iTunes. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Every NBA team, most NFL teams, and a growing number of MLB teams are available with a daily podcast just like this one. So be sure to check those out. Check out Locked On NBA as well for a national perspective on the upcoming NBA Finals. you got Locked On Celtics and Locked On Rockets for the aftermath of the conference finals and plenty more. Check all those out. Again, you can find them on iTunes. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. When I've talked to most Magic fans about who the Magic should take with the sixth pick, two two names have quickly emerged as the probable favorites. Now, assuming the top five or what everyone assumes the top five is going to be, the two names that come up more most often among fans are Trey Young and Michael Porter Jr. I laid out why I thought Trey Young was the pick, or why I think for now, at least today, Trey Young is the pick for the Magic on yesterday's podcast when I ran through my mock draft. And I'm not particularly high on who I'm going to talk about today. But undoubtedly, if the Magic do need a star, if the Magic are looking to take a take a chance on someone who can grow into a really strong player, then they have to consider Michael Porter Jr., Michael Porter Jr. entered the year the second best high school prospect in the country. He seemed like a surefire player to be the number one pick in the draft. In fact, this was, for all intents and purposes, the Michael Porter Jr. draft for a very, very long time. But that didn't turn out to be. Just a few minutes into his college career at Missouri, he injured his back and needed spinal surgery. I want to repeat that. He needed back surgery. And back surgery is nothing to sneeze at. That pun was slightly intended. It's nothing to be uh, be be quick about or flippant about or believe that he's going to that that you can get immediately better from it. It is it is usually a recurring thing, and that is a big concern. And so everything with Michael Porter Jr. is dependent on his health. No team should pick him unless they are comfortable that he will be healthy. But if they do pick him, they very well might be getting the best player in the draft. ESPN did a mock draft television show. Um, I did not get a chance to watch it, but I watched. I, I saw a few headlines, saw a few things on Twitter about it. Adrian Wojnarowski 
and the ESPN crew had Michael Porter Jr. dropping to 15th. Pretty crazy, if you ask me. Pretty darn crazy, if you ask me. But that back injury might be that serious. Michael Porter Jr. could be someone who is very talented and slips down the draft board. You can't go off of Michael Porter Jr.'s college tape. And you really can't go off his high school tape. There's an idea of what he could be. And essentially, if you're looking at Michael Porter Jr., I think you're looking at a player who's either going to be a star or is going to be a bust. I don't think there's very much room in between with him. He's either going to be your high-usage star player that dominates games, that scores 20 points a night, or he's not going to be very much. I will say this. I watched Porter's Porter's games when he came back. He played in the SEC tournament. He played the NCAA tournament. So he just played two games. And I will say he does look like a very natural scorer. It's, it's very obvious he wasn't 100%. It was very obvious that he was still getting his feet wet and and he was trying to trying to force things and, and, and trying to do what he could for his team in the role that he feels comfortable playing. But you could tell that he felt very comfortable on the ball, that he feels very natural as an attacker. He's six foot ten, so he is a three four, small forward, power forward. He has the size that you want. He very much could be that that great kind of perimeter player. Can switch on anyone. Can drive past bigs, back down smalls. That's something that the team that every team wants. And he again seems like a very natural scorer. Now, maybe he he, he he tries to do too much. We're seeing that with Aaron Gordon a lot, uh, where he looks for his own shot. That's what he knows how to do. He's a very good finisher around the basket. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot to like about him. But again, it all comes back to that back injury. If he is healthy, if he is 100% healthy, if he can get back to what he looked like in high school, what he was supposed to be, he's a very, very good pick. If he can't, if there's anything lingering, any pain, anything, if that back injury recurs even three, four years down the road, then all of a sudden you're looking at a risk that is not worth taking. The Magic certainly are in a position where they need to find a player like what Michael Porter Jr. is supposed to be. And and I'll talk about that in just a moment. Whether Michael Porter Jr. can be that player is another question. Again, it's all about that injury. It's all about whether that back checks out. And in pro days, in interviews, in workouts, he is going to have to constantly prove that that back can hold up to the rigors of an 82-game schedule. Now, there are other holes to his game. He's not a particularly great three-point shooter. He's he's very much kind of in the mold of Ben Simmons isn't the right guy, Carmelo Anthony isn't quite the right guy, but kind of in that mold where he is a high-volume scorer from the mid-range. Guy who would have been really great 10, 15 years ago, maybe not so much today. He's not the best defender in the world. He's not, I wouldn't say, a good defender yet either. 
His lateral quickness is a little bit missing. He's got some good explosiveness, athleticism, but he's not an above-the-rim finisher. He, he, he prefers the layup and the finger roll than the dunk. But obviously, this is a very talented player. And this is someone that, that you have to consider anywhere in the, among the top picks because he is so talented. And if he can deliver, he will deliver big for whatever team takes him. And so, what are the Magic's ultimate goals here in the draft? What are they trying to get? I, you know, we can argue till the cows come home that the Magic should just take the best player available, whoever that is. But that doesn't quite get it. If, if I, you know, I wrote an article over the weekend about Wendell Carter Jr. And we'll talk about Wendell Carter Jr. as a prospect a little bit more in, in a future episode. But I wrote about him and said, Wendell Carter Jr. may be the biggest mystery in the draft. He may be someone who no one really knows what his ceiling might be. But he might be the surest bet. And almost immediately, the reaction that I got to that article, to even just a suggestion that the Magic would take Wendell Carter Jr., was almost instantly negative. It's like, why would you take him? He's not someone you can build around. He's not someone that you can kind of... He's not a central piece to a team. He is a good player, will be a good player, will contribute but may not contribute to the level that the Magic need right now as a quote-unquote star player. And there's this obsession about a star player, and it's a fair obsession because this is a league of stars. Star players win championships in this league. Collecting star players wins championships in this league. And the Magic have not had an all-star since Dwight Howard left. The longest time the Magic have gone without an all-star in team history. They haven't really sniffed having an all-star. Aaron Aflalo, I think, was the closest, and that really wasn't that close. And so, yes, there's a hunger to get a star. And in this draft, that, that was a draft that a lot of scouts and a lot of people were really looking forward to, really believed was not maybe not a franchise-changing draft, but a very deep draft with a lot of quality players who could turn into star players. And really, after six years of this rebuild, I, I, I completely understand it, and I agree with it, actually, that the Magic do need to find kind of that central pivot point. A player that defenses have to react to. That can help set an identity and culture for the team that, that hasn't been there for the last six years, for whatever reason. The Magic need a star in this draft. And now, uh, over the last two days, I've described pretty in detail two guys who fit that bill and who Magic fans, I think, rightfully have put their focus on in Trey Young and, and Michael Porter Jr. And, ad, and, and saying that the Magic would take Trey Young sixth in my mock draft, I argued that Young is the kind of player that forces defenses to focus on him that changes the way teams have to cover you. He, he, he creates. He is someone that, that forces some action in an efficient manner. And that's something that the Magic need. 
And that's why I went with Trey Young. And why I would take him over Michael Porter Jr. even if Porter were, were a little more healthier. Porter's not a great playmaker. He's not, he's not going to get others involved. Not a great shooter. He just scores. He just kind of does what he does. And that's fine. And again, if he's healthy, probably you take him because he's that good. But he's someone that changes the game, that defenses have to react to, that defenses really have to game plan for and worry about and can beat even good defense. The Magic have needed someone that can get his own shot for a very, very long time. And that's the real attraction of getting a star at this moment. That's the real attraction. And in this draft, this draft that that has so many of those kinds of players, so many of the the star the, the the guys that people consider stars. It's right to say that the Magic need to make sure they get theirs this time. I've I've said this a million times. The lottery is a lottery. You really, I mean, you could you, yes, you could somewhat control the odds that you get. Although I don't think you can. But. The lottery's the lottery. The, the, the top guys are essentially randomly distributed throughout the league. You can't control that. So you got to make the best of the pick you have. And when you get an opportunity to land a, a star caliber player, so long as that risk is not too great or, or too much for you to stomach, that risk is worth it. And that's why, while I really like Wendell Carter Jr., I, I do agree with some of the criticism of him. That, okay... Just how good can this guy really be? When you look at Trey Young, when you look at Michael Porter, those guys have all-star potential all over them. Luka Doncic, DeAndre Ayton, all-star potential. Jaron Jackson, Muhammad Bamba, just game-changing defensive potential. Even Marvin Bagley, a guy that I am not particularly high on. His offensive game could be really special. But, at the end of the day, again, we don't know who's going to emerge. Donovan Mitchell, no one believed in him as a top 10 pick. Things change quickly in this league, of course. And so, as the Magic enter this draft process... And you evaluate the roster that they have with Jonathan Isaac and Aaron Gordon really as the center centerpieces right now. No one's ready to believe that those guys are option ones and option twos, necessarily. The Magic need to try and find that guy here. And that's why Trey Young and Michael Porter Jr. are really the two big focuses at the moment. Now... If Jeff Weltman and John Hammond do not believe that those two guys will be stars, regardless of whether the fans believe it, the fans believe it, but if they don't believe it, then they should take whoever they believe can be a star or take the best player available. Could be Wendell Carter, could be Mikal Bridges, could be Shy Gilgis Alexander, who knows? Could be Colin Sexton, who knows? But they have to make sure they get the guy that they are most comfortable with. 
And that player needs to be someone that will be a part of this team's future. That is the most important thing to take away from this draft. Someone who will make an impact on this team moving forward. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Like us on Facebook at Locked on Magic. And of course, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-able listening device. And of course, check us out online at LockedOnMagic.com. You can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Don't forget, you can find the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you are looking for. Of course, the Cavaliers and the Warriors in the NBA Finals. We'll have an NBA Finals preview up for you tomorrow on Locked On Magic. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, though, please check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We'll have a draft profile of Michael Porter Jr. up on the website tomorrow morning, so be sure to check that out. And, of course, uh, anything else that happens, we'll have it up on Orlando Magic Daily throughout the day. You can also follow me on Twitter there at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I will see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.